What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, someone online bid nearly $12,000 for Ty Cobb's dentures. And Tony Kornheiser, I hope they're worth it. Connie Max came apart in my mouth while I was eating fajitas. They were terrible. I hope these are better. I mean, is this a real story? Ty Cobb's dentures going for 12 grand. Seriously? Wouldn't they go for more than that? Put a trophy case? Wouldn't they honestly go for more than 12 no. grand? If they were actually no. as dentures? Really? I think Please. they would. Come on. I do. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, baseball changes the rules. Tiafo faces Alcaraz. And David Pollock joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the Buffalo Bills justifying all the gaudy praise they've been getting. They blanketed the defending Super Bowl champion Rams last night in the second half, and they won convincingly 31 to 10. Wilbon, what was your primary takeaway from this game? That Buffalo's loaded. Really, I, I'm not going to get carried away with the result of a game. I, you know, I, I heard too much of that already today, you know, about what this means. One game. And I realized that Sean McVay and the Rams had not lost an opener. I, I get all that. But the takeaway for me is that Buffalo pretty eye-popping. I mean, they got people everywhere. I mean, it, 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 it's not yeah. just that they've got a lot of talent. they got a lot of talent everywhere. They've got depth. I mean, and you need that to survive because teams are going to have injuries. I mean, it's rare, if ever, that a team will go through without significant injuries an entire season. But, I mean, looking at Buffalo, it's like, man. And, and you know what, Tony? I like the attitude. The attitude is like, we're going to start off this way and play a certain way all the time. Let's go now. So I like the attitude and how it matches seemingly the personnel. Yeah. It just seemed pretty cool to me because, as I told you yesterday, I, I'm rooting for the Buffalo Bills. I am. I don't see how anyone could watch this game and not come away with the impression that Josh Allen is an elite quarterback right now. Yeah. He look, looked like Patrick Mahomes out there to me. He threw with accuracy short and long. He ran the ball because he's an athlete. Did you see him stiff arm the DB yes. and knock him In to the, the ground? Get out of he here. Was, he was great. Now, I, I, under, I don't want to get too carried away either because it's one game. And I know that you love to knock Vegas for putting yeah. favorites out there all the yeah. time. Vegas. They may be back in the right horse now because the Rams – they're not some bad team. They no. won the Super Bowl no, in the last chance. game that they played. Yeah. And Buffalo lined up with four guys rushing, not five, not six, no four guys rushing. What, one and blitz? they made life miserable for Matthew Stafford. They sacked him seven different times out there. And, and the difference, Von Miller going from one team to another made a big difference. Aaron Donald did not get to Josh Allen. And they got to Matthew they look, Stafford. They I'll just go, I'll go one further, Mike. I'll go one further. You have to build a team for the city in which you play. Right. If you are in Buffalo, where the weather is brutal after Thanksgiving, you need a defense and you need a quarterback who will run the ball yeah, when he can't tough, That tough, team was built for Buffalo, New York. That's, that team's built for Buffalo, yeah. New York. Yeah. yeah, they were fun. They were fun last night. They really were. Let's move to baseball which is going to look a little different next season. 
MLB's competition committee today voted to adopt that pitch clock, limit defensive shifts, and increase the size of bases from 15 inches to 18. The commissioner said, quote, these steps are designed to improve pace of play, increase action, and reduce injuries, close quote. Tony, are you confident these changes will make baseball better? I'm quite confident because I see the results in the minor leagues. I see what happens. The game gets shorter and there's more action in the game, which is all you could hope for. Let's not bother to talk about the pitch clock, which, of course, pitchers don't want. Because baseball players don't want any changes. You and I want the pitch clock and we know it's going to be good. Let's talk about the other stuff. Let's talk about outlawing defensive shifts and making sure that infielders have their feet in the dirt and that there's only two on one side of second base. That's right. Okay, only two. So they did this. They just... Baseball is going to look like baseball and not softball, which is what it looks like now. (laughs) They did this in the minor leagues and left-handed hitters without these shifts. Their batting average went up an average of eight points. Eight points is a lot, Mike. That's a lot of singles. People get on base and then they move around the bases. And, And singles, you think, oh, what's a single? Major League Baseball is on pace for the fewest amount of singles in the history of the game. This is a good change, Mike. This is a good change. Tony, these are changes that will impact the game. I hope they make it better. I'm not ready to conclude yet. Can I watch some games? I mean, nobody wants to actually watch games anymore. Everything's a prediction and a projection. But, Tony, I'm with you. I want these changes. I want to see them implemented. I hope that they improve pace of play. God knows. I tell you what, I wish they'd had the 18-inch first base when I was in high school because I wouldn't have gotten spiked all right, by some Quigley South kid when I was playing first base and I got the scar to prove it, you know, on my right ankle. And, I, yeah, I mean, making it safer with that, if people think it's going to Im- Im- increase steals. I, I don't know that it's going to do that. But I'm excited, Tony, about these things and particularly the pace of play. Pace of play more to me. The defensive shifts, I like that. But we're old guys. We're old guys, Tony. Nobody right. for two generations looks at it like we do. And said they, they want to put them all on one side of, of, of second base, and we don't. So I'm applauding it. Thank God Theo was in charge of this stuff, Theo Epstein, and excited to see it come spring training. I'm just going to go to that stolen base thing when you said you don't know what's going to impact stolen bases. Yeah. The bases now are big enough, and the, and the primary thing is safety for the first baseman and the runner. I understand that. Yes. The bases now are big enough that second base is four and a half inches closer to first and closer to third. A guy, that's a, true. Most most tags, four and a half inches may very well affect that. I think more people are going to steal. I think more runs are going to be scored. I think there's going to be more action, and I'm happy oh, yeah. for these things. I am happy. Let's move to tennis, where the women's final is set. It will be top seed Iga Swiatek against Wimbledon finalist Ons Jabor. The featured match tonight will be Francis Tiafo of College Park against Carlos Alcaraz, who you think is going to be panting like a dog because yep. he'll be so tired from his last two matches. Yeah. Wilbon, is the future of tennis brighter no matter who wins tonight? Yes. <laughs> yes. Come on now. I've been, you, you know, I've been screaming since the spring. Back in March, probably. We can go back that far if we get the tape. I told you two things I felt certain of. That golf has just... An absurd number of people who can win every week. And now, you know, you got another tour out there, and there's still no shortage of great golfers. 
and there's no shortage of great young tennis players. And it comes at the right time because you got Serena Williams going out at 40 plus years old. You got Federer at 40. You got Joker and you got Nadal who are getting older and they're more vulnerable as we've seen in this United States Open. Yes, yes, there's young, great players from all over the globe, from every corner of the earth who can play and beat you, and they are exciting. And every time I watch now, Tony, all week, for two weeks I've been watching, better part of two weeks, and I go, who's this kid? I'm not watching this. And I can't turn. I can't turn because I want to see who the hell this is at 17, 19, 21 years old. I've not seen before. So I'm, yes, tennis is better. doesn't matter who wins. So my feeling is you can take a global point of view on this or a more narrow geographic point of view on this. If you take the global view on this, I think tennis is probably best served if Alcaraz wins. He's 19 years old. He would become the youngest, if he wins the whole tournament, the youngest major winner since Pete Sampras won the U.S. Open in 2003. He would also ascend to number one, and he would be the youngest number one ever in the almost 50 years that they've done rankings. Younger than Borg, McEnroe, Connors, Sampras, Nadal, Federer, younger than them. He would be a full-fledged prodigy. Now, I want Tiafoe to win, but he's 24, Mike. He's not a prodigy. And he's ranked 22nd, so they got a book on him. I want him to win because it would be a shot in the arm for American tennis. Because American tennis, male tennis, have been so bad for so long. But Maybe Mike, he's a late bloomer. It's okay to, to have a late bloomer. Maybe. It's okay to have that. But I have to concede that I'd be inclined, if Tiafa won the whole tournament, I'd be yeah. inclined to wonder if it was a one-shot. And with okay. Alcaraz, for me, it would be an anointing of the next great You don't have to wonder to long. Me. In January, they'll be in Australia playing for another one. So, I mean, the proje- again, yep. projection and predictions be damned. Tennis is better because you can watch the – 24 is still not, uh, you know, senior – Status. No. And I, it isn't. I, I'm, it I'm isn't. rooting like hell for Tiafo, even though Alcaraz, yeah. what an like, attractive player. He's easy to root really for, too. He's really good. And by the way, yeah. if Sviantek wins, that gives her three, and she's only 21. Three yeah. majors is the number up there. where you start paying attention. Yep, you do. That you start paying attention. Let's take a break. Coming up, does Texas have any hope against Alabama? We're going to ask David Pollard. We'll also ask him whether new USC coach Lincoln Riley is about to face a real test at Stanford. Stanford. I root for Stanford. I think three is the number in tennis like it's the number in golf. Three is, you know, then you're you're going up. Okay. Most of the time. But you dismissed Kepka. You dismissed him the other day. Didn't he have four? You just, you just. Yeah, but he's injured all the time. Huh? Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. 
PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Another big weekend in college football calls for a return visit from a guest we admire for his experience, his insight, and his hairline. Look at that hairline. Look how good that is. College game days, David Pollock in hot Austin, Texas. That's where you are in hot Austin, Texas. For Alabama, Texas, Nick Saban will be coaching against his former offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian. Should Sarkeesian have any reason for optimism in this game, David? No. And, and by the way, he didn't this week when they asked him about the game. He was like, ah, it's not a really a measuring stick. It's just, just a football game. No, we, we all know better. <laughs> but listen, Sarkeesian spent a lot of time with Nick Saban, spent a lot of time with his defense, uh, went against him in practice every day. So he annoyed him. He knows what annoys Nick's. He knows the pressure points. And he's got the best running back in college football. Bijan Robinson doesn't look like it all the time because the pieces around him hasn't always been the best. But this dude is absolutely legit at running back. So I think he knows what he's getting into. This is a good week, man. Is Alabama the best team in the country? They're going to play Texas, who's pretty good at home. This crowd, I think we're going to we're going to learn a lot about Alabama and where Texas is at. All right, we will leave Austin and travel east to Florida, David, um, where the Gators, who jumped from unranked to number 12 after beating Utah, now hosts number 20, Kentucky, Do you like Florida's chances to beat a second-ranked team in two weeks? Yes, and and if you look at Florida's quarterback, it looks like a Florida quarterback they had that ended up transferring and going to Auburn with Cam Newton. I mean, Anthony Richardson is special. He is a big, fast, strong athlete. He is learning the quarterback position still, but he is an absolute freak. I mean, he can run. He can go through you. He can go around you. So against Will Levis, both these guys, by the way, Tony and Mike, both these guys are going to be talked about at the draft, and they're going to be talked about like this is a Josh Allen-type comparison. This is wow. a big, strong wow. guy that can run with the football. Do, do we try to build him around the skill set? Do we take this guy high in the first round? Do we take these guys over Bryce Young because they've got so much physical Physical tools are through the roof with both of these guys. Big-time atmosphere, big-time game. Florida's going to have to get up again. Obviously a huge win against Utah, but both these quarterbacks, I promise you, the NFL scouts are buzzing about, and we'll be talking about them in April, and how high do they go in the draft. Well, Pitt, of course, ranked 17 now. They lost a quarterback. They loved him, and Kenny Pickett to the NFL, but beat West Virginia last week. Now get Tennessee ranked 24th. Big advantage anywhere that you see there, David? I tell you what, when you look at Tennessee, man, they're, they're going to score on everybody they play. They're going to score in bunches. I mean, Hendon Hooker is an athlete that can run. They space the, uh, the field 
differently than most people in college football. And Tennessee's pace is absolutely smothering. Like, they, when you watch tape of guys, like, we always have fun watching tape and we nerd out because that's what we do. Like, half the field doesn't even move and because they know they're going the other direction, but they, they're not even lined up. Like, they want to go so fast. So you can't breathe. So I'm excited to see Tennessee against Narduzzi and company. I think Tennessee has the edge. I think they have the advantage because they can score. When you watch Pitt against West Virginia, a little up and down. I thought they ran the football pretty well. Keaton slowed us through for a bunch of yards. But I think Pitt's still finding themselves offensively. Interested to see Tennessee. I think they could have a big year this year. Can they go on the road to Pitt? Are they going to be the second best team, third best team in the SEC East? They got a ton of firepower on offense. You have made Frankie Nation so happy by talking about Tennessee. He is on cloud nine. We'll get you out of here on this. This is about USC, not Tennessee. They crushed Rice. I'm pretty sure they put 66 on Rice. I know they're not in the same league. The 66 is a lot of points. Now they travel to Stanford. Do you see this as a legitimate test for Lincoln Riley in his first year at USC? I do. I, I watch Rice game. And listen, I, I, I try to keep in context it's Rice. But I saw a lot of things about USC that I'm going to be very interested to see if Stanford can take advantage of. USC has skill to play with anybody in the country. Obviously, we know the weapons. We know Caleb Williams. And we know Jordan Addison, the be- best receiver in college football, transfers over. In the trenches where it matters most, are they tough enough? Lincoln Riley inherited Bob Stoops' mentality of guys, the toughness in the trenches, the guys that all got drafted up front on that offensive line. He's got to go build that now. And I'm interested to see if he can do it because the further it got removed from Bob Stoops, I thought the worse the line of scrimmage play got. So are they going to be physical enough? Stanford has not been Stanford in a long time, so I don't think Stanford's a great football team. But I think physically they're going to make USC – bring some power to the game. They're going to make them, are you going to man up and stop the run? Are you going to block the line of scrimmage? So I think we'll learn more about USC this week. I don't think they're a a Final Four contender, but we're going to learn how good USC is because I think Stanford is going to line up and say, we're going to play physical. What are you going to do about it? Thank you, David. It's great. Appreciate you, David, man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you guys. You can catch College Game Day from Austin starting tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern. We will take one last break. Still to come, Lamar Jackson's contract deadline passes. We'll tell you where things stand. Been hearing all about this Texas Game Day experience from Sarah Eckert all day. Texas, 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 Texas. Look at the horns. That's all I've heard. An unexpected finish to Game 5. Between the sun and the sky. Do we have to talk about that? I, I just, I'm okay letting that go. I had enough of that last night. No, week. we're going to talk about it. <clears throat> we're going to talk about it. Hook them horns, baby. Isn't that yeah. how they do it? Hook them horns? Yeah. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Tired of 
ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Happy time, people. Happy 35th birthday tomorrow, Paul Goldschmidt. The St. Louis first baseman stands a great chance of becoming the first National Leaguer to win the Triple Crown in 85 years when another Cardinal, Ducky Medwick, won it. Goldschmidt is leading the National League in batting over Freddie Freeman, 328 to 324. Goldschmidt is leading in RBI with 109, three more than Pete Alonso. And Goldschmidt is just one home run behind Kyle Schwarber, 35 to 36. Triple Crowns are most rare. Miguel Cabrera had one in Detroit in 2012, but the last one before that was Carl Yastrzemski in Boston in 1967, 55 years ago. Tony, the Cardinals make such smart acquisitions. Couldn't any of the other 29 teams see that Goldschmidt is a player? How come only the Cardinals see some of these guys and you plug them in? The moment they got them, I just said, oh my God! They're going to be great again, the Cardinals. They're just smarter. They make other people look just dumb, and they don't spend the most money every year. They don't. Just wiser. Not so happy anniversary, Will Bond, to the Chicago Cubs. I'm sorry, my friend, but on this day 53 years ago, a black cat crossed in front of Ron Santo in the on-deck circle and glared at the Cubs' dugout in a game at Shea Stadium against the Mets. Cubs lost that game 7-1. They tanked the rest of the way. The next day, the amazing Mets moved into first place for the first time in franchise history by sweeping a doubleheader from the Montreal Expos. Reliever Ron Taylor won the first game in 12 innings. Nolan Ryan threw a three-hitter in the second game. The Mets won the pennant by eight games over the Cubs, went on to win the World Series over Baltimore 4-1. I'm pretty sure I was at that doubleheader. Ron Santo's still one of my heroes. He's why I wore number 10 in the Little League when I grew up on the south side of this town. I'm sitting in now, and you ask me why I hate the Mets. The black cat or some Mets employee or some Uber fan like you tossed onto the field. I, you ask me yeah. why I hate the Mets? Huh? I love Ron Santo still to this day. I hate you people. I hate the Mets. Where there's more. Happy yeah. trails to the Chicago sky. The defending WNBA champions were ousted from the playoffs at home last night by the Connecticut Sun who had lost all four of their regular season games to Chicago. The Sun embarrassed the Sky by closing them out 18-0 in the final minutes of the game. Chicago had no points in the last 446 and only five points in the fourth quarter, the fewest points ever in a WNBA winner-take-all game. Chicago had an 11-point lead with seven and a half minutes left. They lost by nine. Connecticut will now face Las Vegas in the finals. Wilbon, you were there. What happened? Yeah, Tony, turnovers and missed threes. And I, it was a tough night. I mean, I, I saw Chicago, one of Chicago's ba- great basketball products, Mark Aguirre, was at the game. And after what we were just talking about, if we, either one of us ever seen an 18-0 ending to a playoff game. Yeah. Couldn't remember having no. done it. I, I, that's my team. I supported them. Tough night last night, though. One error, I said if Carlos Alcaraz won the U.S. Open, he'd be the youngest major champion 
Since Pete Sampras in 2003, I was wrong about that. It was Pete Sampras in 1990. Wow. Been a while. A long time. Let's go to the big finish. Let's do it. Ravens say they did not come to terms on a new contract with Lamar Jackson. They'll try again after the season. Your thoughts? $200 million guaranteed on the table. I realize some dude in Cleveland got a few dollars more, but I, I'm worried about him. I just, I, the B is a risk. The BMW Championship in England was shortened to 54 holes in the wake of the death of the Queen. Your thoughts, Tony? Advantage for the Saudi Tour players. They only play 54. The Basketball Hall of Fame inducts its newest class this weekend. Are you excited? Yes, Manu, Swing Cash. I mean, uh, Huggins, George Carl. My man Timmy Hardwood from the South Side, though. Yes. Digger? I, can Digger get in? Where's like Digger? Digger in. Where's Raising Digger? Raising Yanks start a three-game series tonight. Significant home. Yeah, Razor four and a half back, and they got a shot at this one. Last Damn. one, Dodgers at Padres tonight. First of three, is that a big series? To the Padres, they got to prove something, not the Dodgers. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Seriously, Digger belongs in the Hall of Fame. He does. Look what he did for basketball. PTI.